Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to my very first episode. If you stumbled across this podcast, there's a good chance that you came directly, you know, to the first episode. That's where it leads you. So this is me in a later time saying if you came here in such a way and find this particular episode a bit too strange or offbeat, it certainly is, please take a chance and listen to another episode from a later date. This is my first time doing a podcast, and it's all a work in progress, and I feel I've changed my style a bit to something that is a bit more suitable and normal in the later episodes. And I'm sure my current state will, you know, also change with time. Anyway, and if this is not your first episode, then you might already be used to my particular brand of quirk and weird And so thank you for making it this far on this strange, magical, chaotic journey. Thank you, as always, for listening. On the very idea, a philosophy podcast. Just to give you a quick rundown of the show... Today, we will be talking about Foucault, Michel Foucault, his work and his effects on greater political society. So, I hope you enjoy the show. was a French philosopher who came to prominence in the mid-1960s and continued to shake up the philosophical world until his death from AIDS in the early 1980s. He has a certain rock star-like status in the philosophical world. For example, he died in an untimely fashion. He lived an iconoclastic life. He wrote deep historical philosophical analysis, but with ideas that could be digested by the general public. And perhaps most importantly to his rockstar-like status is that He had an iconoclastic appearance. It's very unforgettable. He was stylish with an impeccably shaved head. At a time when that was a quite unusual style. And he had incredibly sharp features. He, could pull he off was a incredibly with a well-dressed. Well, the fashions of the 70s always seem stuck in time. Foucault always looked like he slipped out of the future. Slipped out of the future. Foucault and the 
recklessness of the rebel. We looked at a bit about Foucault, the man. Now let's look a little bit about the social context in which he was enveloped in. Foucault came to intellectual prominence at a time when democratic socialism was at its peak in Europe. Swedish Prime Minister Olaf Palm was even experimenting with plans for owners to gradually divest more and more of their companies to their workers in an effort to achieve a state where workers owned at least a significant part of the means of production. Britain was governed by the Labour Party for most of the decade. The May 1968 protests and riots in France shook the country and made the consideration of the ideas of Eurocommunism a very serious thing. In America, the rightist government of Richard Nixon started the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, and was toying with the idea of a universal basic income. This was a time where leftists' ideas ruled. In the words of even the conservative French president, Georges Pompidou, the ideal society was Sweden with a bit more sun. So, Foucault in this environment was in a difficult situation. It was a relatively good time to be a leftist, but it was a relatively bad time to be a political theorist who wanted to forge his identity in terms of being a contrarian. Foucault it seems safe to say, was interested in being a bit of an intellectual rebel. I don't think he was so much interested in being a professor for the security of tenure. He didn't work on arcane academic ideas. He didn't participate in the realm of safety. I think he wanted to make a cultural shift in academia and society. He wanted his academic ideas to allow us to reconsider the political imaginary. Foucault was influenced by the structuralists who preceded him as being dominant figures in French intellectual life. Claude Levi-Strauss was a prominent structuralist, but the structuralists mostly focused on anthropology and language in their investigations. Foucault took these ideas in a more political direction and made them into something his own. Foucault's central idea was power. He thought all social relations are defined by power. 
Every relationship had a power dynamic, and it was up to theory to explicate this dynamic and bring it to the surface, so that we may judge it by the light of day. So, when Foucault was criticizing politics, he was not doing the regular thing. The regular thing for activists is to criticize the powers that be. We all know that phrase, the powers that be. For Foucault, it was not a reaction against the powers that be specifically, but according to his theory, it was a reaction against power in general. Power in general. Power was the central focus of his work. Power, as it is generally understood, is an instrument of coercion. That's how most people understand power. It is a capacity, something an agent can possess and be capable of. A very typical case of this is the policeman and his gun, or the state and their monopoly on power. But for Coe, for Foucault, power was that, but also other things, more insidious, invisible things. Power was exercised through many functions of what we might call the welfare state. But we will get into that later. Now, on that note, on introducing the idea of power in Foucault, Let's stop there and pick things up next time. Next time, we will show how this criticism of power in Foucault's theory led him to at least appear to be somewhat anti-leftist, though perhaps, I think, he held leftist sympathies. And even though he held leftist sympathies, his theory could be used to undermine the foundations of the welfare state, paving the way for neoliberalism. Thank you for listening. Until next time. On the very idea, a philosophy podcast.